Jack of all trades, master of none, but oftentimes better than a master of one. So what exactly does that mean? It is a figure of speech in reference to a person who has dabbled in many things rather than gaining expertise by only focusing on one. So much knowledge and wisdom out there at our fingertips, yet so difficult to grasp. Everything and everyone has a little piece of the truth, and it is up to us to determine what our truth is. In this busy world, creating the time, the space to nourish our bodies, mind, and soul has become a difficult task. So let's take a moment to learn something, something small, in whatever way the universe decides to reveal it. It could be someone's story, a quote, a spiritual practice, maybe a song or a movie. The opportunities are limitless and all around us if we just take a moment to see. We are all students of life experiences, so let us learn from one another. There is no right or wrong path. There is only your path and your journey. So let's begin our adventure and explore all the world has to offer and let us become a master of none. Hey! Hey, brother, how are you? I'm good. I'm good in you. I'm well. I'm glad to be here. Yeah. How you saying? You still, you're struggling with that COVID thing. Huh? Yeah. Well, not COVID. You just got your second no, shot. No, I just got the vaccine and it's kicking my butt. So. <laughs> like, of course, right before the show. Of yeah, course. of course. Like literally 24 <laughs> hours ago. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah, no, that's, I'm sure that's rough. That's rough. like some people, they have a, they have a good, some people don't have a reaction at all. And some people have a bad reaction you know it's just the first one i didn't have a reaction this one was like hey i'm here <laughs> so. welcome to my world yes oh uh, so all right so um well we have i see robin joan cat cats in there hi cat <laughs> um Ili Parabo. i love him he's always here for the shows he really is very supportive within the community and i appreciate him every time he comes in so i'm going to give you all a shout out um, so let's begin. So we're going to first, I guess we're going to touch on disability. So okay, you want to tell me about your disability and share with everybody. Okay. So I was born with cerebral palsy. I'm unsure if everyone know, everybody knows what that is, but it is a, uh, developmental disability that affects the brain and the waves that connect to the muscles that tell the muscles what to do that tell the muscles how to respond and i was diagnosed with that when i was born um i which caused me to be in the hospital for three and a half months after birth Mm -hmm. um i was breathing and eating through a tube until i was quite you know in the middle stages of being home um I wasn't supposed to walk. Uh, I was supposed to be wheelchair bound. I wasn't supposed to be able to feed myself. I wasn't supposed to be able to have any type of motor skill function whatsoever. Um, And almost 34 years later, I've so far defeated all those odds. So, (laughs) yeah, that's, that's, that's a struggle. That's a struggle. Like I can't even imagine the, what you go through. I mean, I, I got to give props. Like if anybody gets a chance to watch this guy perform, he's a beast. Like his energy is so intense and it's just so authentic and raw and real. Like I just, he's, 
just an amazing entertainer. So, of which we should mention, you are a drag king. Uh, but that's not the basis of this. But yes, he is a drag king and he, he does amazing work. So I just had to throw that out there. So check him out at least for that. Yes. Okay. So I guess we go into, um, so how has it been like, like growing up with this, um, like with as your childhood, things like that? Growing growing up with my childhood in general was was rough. But growing up with a disability as a child was even was even more difficult because my my family was, you know, separated. I was back and forth thrown between, you know, the court systems and things like that because, you know, my um especially my mother, she wasn't the most stable when I was young. So it was basically being trying to figure out where I was going to be from day to day and being a child and not being able to um, basically fend for myself. It was kind of just, it was a, it was a wild card every single day. Mm. And I've raised myself since the time I was 16. Um, My father was in the military, so it also made that very hard because with my mom and the choices she had made, I didn't have much of a home life. Mm. Um, everyone else, I was basically being raised by everyone else. And they say it takes a village to raise a child. They're not kidding. Right. Um, and it was just, it was very, very rough. And I think what kept me going because even as even as a child, I struggled with who I was, why I was here, you know, how I made it through certain things. But I realize now that I was put on. I was put here for a reason, and I'm here for a reason. There's got to. Right. There's even if I don't know what it is, right? It's there's a reason, and that's why, you know, through everything. Regardless of what it is, I push through it right. to the best of my ability. Well, I got to so. give you props because like you, like every time I see you or every time I'm around you, you're always with this like strong, positive energy. You're always, you know, you obviously have to be a spitfire. You, you got to have yeah. some fire in you to get to like you're talking 30 something years later. And I remember we had talked a little bit about this and you were talking about how they said you weren't going to walk. Mm hmm. They said, like, if you want to go a little bit into into that. Absolutely. Uh, I I had no motor skills when I was born. I couldn't sit up. I couldn't speak. I couldn't feed myself. I was fed through a tube and breathing through a tube for um, at multiple points for a, quite a long period of my life. And they basically said, you know, you know, they're they aren't going to be able to walk you know without the um what is the word I'm looking for? I'm at a loss for words. Uh without the assistance or move without the assistance of a wheelchair. The wheelchair mm. is the only option because um doesn't he doesn't have the um uh, core strength or the leg strength to be able to walk. 
Well, you proved um, them wrong. <laughs> I did. I did. did. And by the time I was 10, I was 10 years old, and they gave me um, a walker. And they said, well, we're going to try this. We're not going to say that it's going to work. We're not going to say it's going to be effective. There's a very slim chance that it's going to make a difference, but we're going to try it. Right. And right. within, I think it was like two months of me having the walker, I was walking everywhere. Like nice. there was, there was no, there, it was like I had a gas motor in that thing. I was You're like, oh shit, I gotta go. I'm ready to go. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Oh, um, wow. Yeah. That's amazing. That like, is amazing. So, yeah. So, like, like I said, we were talking about this. And it, once again, like, and once again, if anybody's seen you perform, they know, like, you literally, you move around and sit. Sometimes, you know, people bitch at me and they're like, I can't get a picture of you. You're always moving. I think you're just as bad because he's like, pew, pew. it's like, where the hell did he go? Camden's gone. You know? Yep. I am. <laughs> That's amazing. So I think I it guess, might be the, I think it might be the ADD too. <laughs> yeah, that too. Yeah, it is. It is. I think that runs hey, I don't know. Like when I think of like being entertainer, so many people are uh they, they got stories. There's some stories. And I'm not talking about stories just behind the scenes, but like stories right. here inside, you know, right. um, that and they're created for a reason when you really think of that, you know, and you're created for a reason, whether you want to say it's AD, ADD or ADHD or whatever it is, is it, it's not maybe it's not that you can't focus. Maybe you focus too much or attention to detail or whatever. It, it, ADD is so like me, I can be almost become borderline OCD. No, yes. Like my, my shirts are color coordinated. Okay. It's that bad. I've seen. I've seen. <laughs> so, so yeah, I, I, you know, I'm just like, this isn't clean. This isn't clean enough, you know? So, but there is also creativity that comes out of that. So when it comes to dealing with everything I dealt with as a kid and even, you know, now, like, as an adult, um, mental health is very real. It okay. is a very real thing. It's not just something that someone uses to put everything in a box. Mental health is probably the most important aspect of anything. Like when it comes to like suicide awareness, yeah. because of my childhood, because of what I struggle with, with my disability and, you know, other aspects of my life. I have, I have struggled with, you know, um, suicide attempts and mm. things like that. And um, like I said before, prior, I'm here for a reason, apparently, because I, I wasn't supposed to be here at least four times. Right. So like, I almost just, it was almost my time and um, something, something kept me here. Right. Even if I'm not sure what that is, something kept me here for a reason. Well, um, here, I can give you a couple of reasons right now. This beautiful Aurora, I get more and more inspired by you every time we perform. Aww. <laughs> 
Aww. Here we go. Here's another one. You inspired me to come to life and quite literally spread my wings. I love you so much more. Aw. Thank you're you the, guys so much. You're the most amazing Aww. brother ever, Colin. You're so strong and amazing. So see, that's why. It's it's it, this is the reason why you're here. It's you inspire people. You uh, you make them want to. You know it. It's like at their at their point, there's no excuse. They're not right. struggling with some of these disabilities, and not not to invalidate anybody else, not to invalidate right. them, but it's like they see you and they're like, "Damn, he gets up on that stage and he keeps moving and he." he just works his ass off for whatever's like right now what is it you're doing you just told me you're going to college i'm going i'm getting my bachelor's degree in forensic science currently exactly so. look at this like <laughs> that's insane you yeah. know and you have literally have have, have made the, you you're forced to be reckoned with and you know i don't think life was ready for you no and then you know for example here we go you prove not you prove nothing can hold you down how are you lola you know, the, and these are people that they see you and, and, and it's an inspiration. Right. You know, that despite your struggles, despite everything that you have gone through. You know, and here. sometimes and sometimes like coming from my my point of view and my perspective, I don't mm. see those things. Like it's mm. hard to know how much you inspire other people and how yeah. much you impact other people. Because sometimes, you know, you, you're just, you're in your own head, you're in your own moment, and you're in your own little world, and you're just trying to figure yourself out. But right. little do you know, while you're figuring yourself out, you're helping someone else do the same thing. Absolutely. So. Absolutely. And that's, that's, an, that's an important thing, you know, um, when you, when you realize that you can take you can take the situations that have come and you can let it you can let it break you, you can, or you can take these these moments these hard times, you know like I struggle myself with PTSD, so you know oh my god, I, PTSD is an umbrella. There's one thing I want to make clear: PTSD is an umbrella. There are so many different mental health illnesses that come under that, Absolutely. and. When you start really thinking about PTSD and how things can trigger and here and there, some people can be destroyed by that. They will, it will literally destroy them yep. or they can decide and say, you know what, this is terrible. It's hard. It's terrible. What I went through, it's rough, but I'm going to switch this around because I cannot let my past define me. Exactly. And I think that's a position where you had come to, you didn't let your past define you. You didn't let your disability define you. Absolutely not. You know, so I just, so I give you mad kudos and mad props for that because Thanks. I think you inspire people more than you think you do. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Like I said, you never know. You never know the impact you have on people really, you know, right, because right. you're so wrapped up in everything that's going on. You never actually see, the impact that everything you do like sometimes uh, there's still days almost every not gonna lie almost every day i'm like why why do i keep doing this why do i keep doing what i do why do i keep dealing with the struggles of everyday life that i deal with but then i look at the people around me and i'm like that's why right exactly exactly and you know sometimes you 
you got to see that you're you're this brief light. It's this this little light. And well, the the one thing I always say, and whether it's drag related or not, I've always said drag is medicine. And uh, I give people three to five minutes to forget their shit. Three to five minutes. Every performance is me bringing a piece of myself onto that stage. Every struggle, every triumph, every situation, every issue mm-hmm. is on that. And it helps me basically recreate some of that pain and let it go. Absolutely. And you never know if there's somebody in that audience who is going through that same pain or that same struggle and you're helping right. them through that. Right. So, and- I've noticed, like, I tell a lot of people this all the time. I've noticed Camden is a confident little, like, everyone calls me pocket pony because I'm Italian and I'm small. So I'm that confident little pocket pony out on that stage. But when I undress and I unveil and I wipe off all the makeup, I'm just like, I question every aspect of my life. Yeah. yeah. So it's, Absolutely. yeah. I've realized just how different everything is. Oh, 100%. In this world, 100%. you know. Well, if you, uh, okay, well, here's a question. If you could go back and talk to Camden or Colin back then, what are some of the things you would tell him? That you're worth more than you think. And basically, that. You don't need to use other people's validations to validate yourself. Right. We, we look for validation in the wrong places from the wrong people. And we don't mm-hmm. look for it within us. Yeah. We're the yeah. only validation that we need, if you think about it. Oh, yeah. I agree 100%. So, I agree 100%. And it's hard to get to that place. It's not absolutely. easy. Absolutely. Because, you know, I so many people, they would come up to me and they'd be like, oh, you're so... You're so sure of yourself. The honey, this took how many years in the making? I wasn't right. always sure of myself. I was the little, you know, gap tooth kid, skinny, you know, right. bean pole who ended right. up, you know, it took me years for me to actually start seeing my self-worth. And that's with everybody. This is not something that happens Absolutely. overnight. And it's not and and I would honestly say that most people when they say it, it's genuine and it's not just something because it just came out. You you didn't just arrive to this. This has been years of you coming to that. Yep. If that makes any sense. Yep. It's like a seventy a seventy two cart train ride. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the one yeah. that lasts forever. Great. <laughs> right. Absolutely. If you were to think of some of the hardest struggles that you had to go through, what what do you think it would be? I mean, I understand the disability also, but if you were to think between the mental health or whatever, what would have been some of the hardest struggles? Some of the hardest struggles I think for myself would have been one, my parents splitting up two, my, my father's suicide. Mm. Um, three, probably just realizing and trying to figure out who I was right? because right. I knew that I wasn't, I was, I was in the wrong body. I was, you know, my mind was male, but my body presented female. Right. My art was male. My body presented female. So those are the three main struggles in my life is just, you know, the split, 
the my my dad's suicide and then just my own personal identity do you think and i'm gonna put this out there because i know when i lost my father it was it was a very difficult time because i had just transitioned i was in the process of transitioning when i lost him and i don't know if maybe you felt this way but when i lost him i felt like who's going to teach me how to be a man right. who's going to teach me you you get what i'm saying like did, did that yep i yeah. felt i felt the same way because he was at the time like he was he was my go to like he even though i was young like in a very short amount of time i felt like he taught me or was teaching me everything i possibly needed to know and then when he let when he was gone it felt like he took everything he taught me and was like you know every a part of me was like ripped away at that point yeah yeah and it's and it came the question of you know since since he's my dad and i am transitioning am i going to look like him like is he going to be proud of who i turn into or who i become and every day i realize every day i look in the mirror because it's been a while since i've been able to look in the mirror i'm starting to learn to do that right but every day i realize how much i'm looking like him <laughs> and i would say my dad spit me out like i am yeah like yeah I, my mom had not, my mom was just an incubator that was it exactly get it yep <laughs> You ready so, for this one? I'm one of 11 children. What? Yes. <laughs> no. <laughs> yes. Now, is it from your dad or is it um, from your mom too? Um, all together, like, all together. There's two from two, three from my mom and dad, and then the rest were we have the same dad, different mom. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> oh, so that poor woman. I can't even <laughs> Like I have such a large family that every time I see people in certain places, I'm like, "Wait, are you another one of my brothers? Or <laughs> are you another one of my cousins?" We're exactly. Family reunions are absolutely ridiculous. First off, we need like oh, a like country club and shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know, right? right? Oh, oh, here we go. We have a nice little, nice little, uh, what you call it, uh, spam. So don't anybody, don't anybody hit on it. Um, so here we go. I want to hit a couple of. We're, we're getting spam. More. That's so Yeah, sweet. we're getting spam. <laughs> <laughs> I should have known. That's so cute. <laughs> here is one. You're always there when I need you and pick me up when I'm at my lowest. Mm -hmm. That's by Bethany. Uh -huh. Colin has inspired me to work through a lot of my issues as a performer and a person without his support. I genuinely don't know where I would be. That's amazing. So, yeah, oh, we got up. Oh. Haley said it's cuz I love you. There you <laughs> go. <laughs> All right. Well, we're going to try and take a break, a quick break because <coughs> excuse me. <coughs> this next half, we're going to go into a little bit more deeper. Okay. So, give us a minute and we shall be right back. Support Rainbow Soul. 
Check out the Rainbow Soul merchandise for your favorite new shirt. A variety of colors and styles to suit your taste. Show off your love for Rainbow Soul. Get cool designs with your favorite quotes. Designs come in a variety of colors so that you can express your most authentic self. Support Rainbow Soul in spreading the word that queer, gender variant, intersex, transgender is sacred. Rainbow Soul, putting the soul back into queer. Order your unique Rainbow Soul merchandise at rainbowsoul.show. So now is the interesting subject, being transgender. So tell me about when you realized that you were trans. I realized, let's see, I had had a feeling, like I said, very young that something wasn't right. It was probably around the time I was seven or eight. Um. Before I knew what transgender was, I knew that something wasn't right. I knew my body was wrong. Um, I would actually make it a point to wear boys' clothes. I would make it a point to every female piece of anything I had, I would shred it with safety scissors i would hide it i would do anything i possibly could so my um my parents would make me wear it my da- my dad never did he he i think he knew um cuz he was just like you know i'm going to i'm going to let you express yourself however and he wasn't ever one to question anything i did unless it was something that was making it so i was unsafe right um, I used to uh, walk around and I used to put socks and a baseball in my pants so it looked like <laughs> I had a package. <laughs> yeah. I was, I would always, you know, I, I would always wear the superhero underwear and I would yeah. always, 
I never yeah. wanted a shirt on. That type of I'm thing. I'm a little upset. Why don't they make them for us grown adults? Right? Like, right? what the hell is that? Why do the kids get the Fruit of Looms? They get the really cool Marvel underpants. Yep. And we as adults, like, we should be allowed to have, like, a 12-pack or 6-pack right. of Marvel underpants. Like, and, if we, and if we want and, cool underwear, we got to pay right. $19 for one pair of, like, exactly. Spongebob or some shit. Right? Exactly. <laughs> I'm just, I'm feeling a little left out. I just wanted to throw yeah, that in there, but continue. I'm sorry. Because, because us older people can't be cool anymore. We can't, right? we can't feel like a superhero. No, <laughs> take no. Our underwear away. <laughs> I want Iron Man underwear. I want Iron Man and Deadpool underwear. I'm just putting it out there. <laughs> Me too. So, yeah, but I, I get that because like growing up, like I would steal my brother's clothes. I would definitely mm -hmm. steal their clothes. It's so funny because they couldn't understand. Like when I told them I was transgender, they were like, I don't get it. And I'm like, really? I said, I stole your clothes. And they're like, oh, that's right. And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> right. But I mean, I think the parents know. Yeah. You yeah. know, so you were saying your dad, <clears throat> excuse me, that he kind of knew. Yeah. And he, he basically always gave me from, the time was real little to the time he passed away when I was nine. He gave me basically the freedom to wear what I want, you know, act how I want. You know, he let me wear the baseball caps. He used to let me run around in his dress blues for the military. <laughs> like, yeah, they were baggy and dragged to the floor and everything. Right, but he right. was like, you know what? You're comfortable. Right. So he never judged anything I did unless it was something that, you know, put me in danger. Right. I mean, but, did you get did you get any um, backlash on it? Yeah. Um, from a lot of my family members, from yeah. from my birth mother, I did. Oh. Um, her and I don't have a very good relationship. She has told me, "You are my daughter. You will always be my daughter. You're not my son, and I refuse to I refuse to re refer to you as such." Right. Right. And I don't so, think they realize how damaging that is. It is what it is. You know, right. you, you kind of just, you keep moving through it. You move through right. it. Because whether they accept it or not, it's not going to change. You know who you are. Exactly. You know, exactly. at the end of it, it doesn't matter what, what they think. And I've come to the conclusion that, like we were talking about earlier, your own validation is the only one right. you need. Right, right, and, right. You know, I've, I've this this might sound a little, little, crazy but i've decided that on my birth mother's next birthday because she's made it a point to purposely name me and purposely mm. say things she shouldn't i am the birthday card i am buying her is going to say it's a boy and it's <laughs> going to have my new birth certificate in it oh there you go and there that's you go. how i'm doing it and that is how <laughs> i am getting my own personal validation <laughs> And I'm gonna feel it's, good about it. I, that is a big issue that I have with is the misgendering. Like yes. there's so people don't realize how much damage you can do when you're misgendering a human being. And not only just damage in the sense that you're doing to them mentally. Right. We're not talking about what you're doing to them that could possibly happen to them physically. Right. If you're in public and you get misgendered, they are literally putting your life at risk. And exactly. for those people out there who think misgender misgendering is uh harmless understand that you are literally putting that transgender person's life at risk mm -hmm. because not everybody knows right 
you know, because me, uh, which I hate the word, you pass. All right, I pass. Right. I don't pass. I am a man. But yeah, I have a real big issue with misgendering. If real they're big purposely, issue. if they're purposely misgendering without the effort, of, without putting in the effort yeah. to make an effort to try to correct themselves, then that's right. where I have the problem. Right. Right. And when going back to the issue of being misgendered in public, it's like it does put that mental that mental spot. And when someone said, you know, when someone says her, she, it's like, do I look like this man? Like, it makes my head go, wait, do I not look masculine enough? Right. You know, and And then insecurity sets in. Right. And then that's the the dysphoria and the body image issue and just everything. And it just, it's a spiral. Yeah. Yeah, it is. And I think that's where people need to be more, just more cautious, be a little bit more aware. You know, I I get it. Nobody's perfect. And I get it. It slips up and I I get it. But, you know, the beauty I love is when, when my family members, the, the few that I do talk to, when they slip up, they're like, oh shit, no, he, 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 you know, they're like, they literally go into anxiety and I'm like, it's okay. Okay. Calm down, you know, because I know that it wasn't intentional and it wasn't being disrespectful. And that, like I said, I can make space for. When Um, it's intentional, I'm totally just, you know, you made, you were aware of it. You were aware you made the mistake and you, you know, tried to fix it right then and there, you know. Sometimes, you know, when people misgender me and they're being an asshole about it, I misgender them. Exactly. (laughs) You know, I'm like... You know, I was well. He said, "He said I'm not a he. Well, you kind of look like a he." <laughs> Just, you, know, <laughs> you know, and yeah, it could get me in trouble, but whatever. I don't care. I'm, I'm just like, if you want to be disrespectful, exactly. I try. I try to be the better person, but it only goes so far. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. So, but okay. Now let's talk about trans and dysphoria because I know, like, does with the disability and the medical conditions, does that make it difficult? It does. Okay. Because with, with CP, um, it makes it so my hips aren't aligned very well, which means my hips, when it comes to the redistribution of the body, when it comes to testosterone, my hips aren't able to redistribute because they have nowhere to go. Mm, My hips okay. are, they're, they're sideways, they're slanted. Right. So it makes it very hard for my body to redistribute muscle and fat in different places. So unless by some miracle something happens, I'm always right. going to have, you know, my hips. I'm always going to have, you know, so it's, and plus being five foot tall, it's like, okay, cool. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it, it's funny because I do realize that uh, th- there is a bone density thing that happens. Like you, you get a stronger bone density. Yes. Now I don't know how that plays with you because with carrying the stronger bone density, like people think that they gain weight, and it sometimes it's just you get a uh, you get more bone density. I don't know mm-hmm. if that goes by weight or whatever. I don't, I don't even understand how that works completely. I mean, mm-hmm. I just know that my bone density got a lot stronger it got a lot thicker like my jaw ended up getting thicker 
So I don't know how that would affect you. You know, that does it cause once again issues? Um, it is definitely with the change in like, like you said, the bone density and stuff. I have noticed like more pressure on my back, more pressure mm. on my knees, and not only with the testosterone, but being on the different meds that I'm on, like it all just, it, it does affect my weight fluctuating, which right. also causes a lot of body image issues. Cause I'm like, great. I already have enough things I have to deal with. And then I have to be like, okay, this is <laughs> not know? helping. This is not helping. <laughs> like, well, I just down 16 pounds. Yay. Uh, <laughs> great. <laughs> Good stuff. But it's so, it's so funny because when you look at the both of us, like I, I transitioned later in life. I think I was 49, mm -hmm. 49 when I began my transition and people would look at that and like, that's crazy. How can you do that at that age? And like with you, I'm sure you get the same thing. Yeah. Cause you know, I, that... I've only been transitioning for four years. Right. So right. like everyone's like, why did you wait so long? Or you know, why did you wait so long to say anything? I was like, you know, that's not just something you just wake up right. and say, hey, <laughs> you know, that's a lot of inner struggle. That's a lot of, you know, figuring out how you're going to say things, how you're going to articulate things, how you're going right. to go about introducing everyone and yourself to these different yeah. changes, you know. And it's hard to articulate when you don't even know what, like, honestly, I didn't know what, I knew what a transsexual was, I knew what transvestite was, but I had no concept. Mm -hmm. like, especially, you know, when you're a kid, you don't know what that is. Right. You're growing up and you're just like, look, I just know I feel this way. I know something's off. Something's not right. I don't, this I used to, match. You know, I used to get <laughs> jealous of the, like, I used to get jealous of the clothes my brothers would wear. I used to get jealous of the things my brothers were allowed to do because they were boys. Yeah, you know, right, right. <laughs> like, okay, I I saw this thing once and it made a lot of sense to me. And it actually goes back to remember earlier we were talking about the whole superhero thing. Yeah, yeah, and wanting to be a superhero when you were born female. Well, if you think about it, female goes back to Iron Man. F E is Iron Man <laughs> male. <laughs> we are Iron interesting. Man. Interesting. That is interesting. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> See, it works. Mm -hmm. oh, yeah, it, it just the way there's so many gender roles. I hate gender roles. First off, yeah, yeah, gender roles suck. Yeah, they do. They, they absolutely suck. It's like a woman can cook, a man can cook, a woman can fix Work a car. A car. Yeah, it's it's like gee, really? <laughs> Stop. You know, it's so funny because my children call me mom. Mm-hmm. And everybody starts freaking out, like, oh, you don't be called that? No. Um, their mom. Don't put gender roles on parenting. I know amazing women who are amazing fathers, and I know amazing men who are amazing mothers. You know, and like you said, gender roles are shit. I hate them. They are. No, Absolutely. don't want them. You know. Nope. I don't need I, I didn't even when I when I did my license, I ended up deciding to put X on it. Only because First off, it's nobody's business. Mm -hmm. It really right. is at the end of the day. It's nobody's business. What I have down my pants. 
Right. You know, I identify as a trans man. I identify as male, but it's nobody's business. Exactly. What I have in my pants. So. It's like, unless you want me to show you, it's none of your, like, unless like you are with me and you are my partner or someone right. who sees me on a daily basis, it's none of your business. Exactly. exactly. None of your business. <laughs> like, I don't get dressed in the same room as you. Did, well, like, it's crazy because you, you, like, I get, I know you get this because I've gotten this. It's like, what do you have down there? Right. And I'm like, well, what do you have down there? <laughs> right. I said, do you really see how ridiculous your question is? Yep. Like, do you just go up to random people and say, oh, what genitalia do you have? Is is that a thing? <laughs> right. yeah, I don't get it. And then they're like, oh, yeah. Yeah, don't ask me. I'm not, you know. I have a rocking Dude. horse down there. <laughs> <Right. Like, laughs> I'm the smartest. I got a python. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Like, you know, and it pisses people off. And I look at the like, and mostly it's men. It's mostly men who ask me. Yep. And they get so upset because the first thing I do is when I tell them, I say, you know, there's a difference between you and me. And they're like, well, I can choose my size. Yep. <laughs> Sorry. What mine looks like. <laughs> no, you know, don't, I, don't mean to demasculize you or anything, but choices. <laughs> <laughs> oh, here's a good one. Psychotic. What do you have in your pants? A knife, usually. <laughs> that is an excellent response. Oh, <laughs> uh, but yeah. I mean, oh, I, I, I think being, you know, being transgender, like there are so many different, I, I like to consider us X-Men. Yes. We're the next evolved man. Yep. Um, we, we are able to, understand women on a different level, which Absolutely. is to our benefit. Um, so, and I think we should, I think we should, I think we should evolve. We should be better because we know what it is to walk on both sides. Absolutely. Yeah. And we understand on a different level. We don't just, you know, listen to respond. We listen and we understand. Yeah, we don't just talk out of our ass like, "Oh, I know how you feel." No, I really do. Like, <laughs> yeah, you gotta, you gotta trust me on this. Like, listen, but, we we've dealt with the things that bleed for seven days and don't die. Oh <laughs> God, no! I just, I am so, you know, and I think that's the whole thing. It's like, now that's another thing. Like, everybody's transition is different, and um, absolutely. <laughs> Caro, I love my wife. I can confirm that Lacrosse understands me probably better than I, I can actually. I'm so moody. <laughs> so I gotta give her a shout out. Happy birthday, baby! It's coming up. The weekend's <laughs> coming up. Um, and no, I'm not telling you what we're doing. Um, <laughs> Camden knows. Camden knows, I but do. Camden's not telling. <laughs> nope. Don't mess with me either, Cat. I'm not giving you any information. Oh, that's too much. But yeah, like um, oh god, I just lost my my train of thought. <laughs> See, I talked to my wife, and that's it. I'm just like, what? Squirrel. There's that ADD. <laughs> yep, there it is. Um, so um, oh, I was talking about the levels of transition. That's what I was speaking about. Um, so if you were to talk about your level, 
like, is there more you want to do? Is there more, you know, further that you want to go? Are you going to stay, you know? I, I'm undecided about bottom surgery. Um, very on the fence about it. Um, I definitely want to do more research and, you know, understand it a little better and uh, weigh out my options with things before I make that kind of decision. The hysterectomy is going to happen, definitely. Um, um, Top surgery, because of COVID, keeps getting pushed, but hopefully, with any luck, it'll be in July. Oh, let's hope. So, because... COVID likes to, you know, grab me by my balls and, <laughs> you know, not even give me a reach around or take me to dinner first. Right? Like, so. at least put $5 on the nightstand. Come on. <laughs> right, exactly. Come on. <laughs> I was, I actually have been on the fence, like, I'm not on the fence. I'm actually off the fence with the bottom surgery. I just decided not to. Mm-hmm. Um, because it's just, my main thing was I, the top surgery and the hysterectomy. That was imperative. I had to get those done. But I don't necessarily know that I'm... There's so much good resources out there. Right. So with me... And also, I got to put my age in consideration. So right. I'm just like, yeah, nah, I don't... This is as far as I go. And that's one thing I definitely want to express. And I'm sure you agree with me. There is no level of transition. There is no right. more trans or less I trans. I hate that when people. Right. Okay. One of the brother, issues preach. I have. One, <laughs> one of the issues I have are if you don't bind, you're not trans. Or if you don't have a certain level of body dysphoria, you're not trans. Right. If you're not on testosterone, you're not trans. Who are you to say who the hell someone is? Right, exactly, exactly. What are you, the trans police? Right. <laughs> and it's frustrating because like everybody has different levels and different reasons as to why right. they're transitioning. Like me, I was able to go on the like I spoke to you earlier, I was on a set amount. And now I'm microdosing only because of my blood pressure. Right. People have to put that there's actual medical reasons as to why people can't transition all the way also and maybe they just don't want to and maybe they feel that an affirmation is enough for them right you know there is no level of trans and whether they're trans women trans if they tell you they're a man they're a man if they tell you they're a woman they're a woman just respect it exactly exactly and back to the whether or not the subject of whether or not i want bottom surgery and Kind of connecting into what we said earlier with the everyone asking what's in your pants. It's like (laughs) having male genitalia does not make you a man. No. You could be like, I might not, you know, I might not have the plumbing downstairs of a male, but you know what? Like I see myself as having probably some of the biggest male genitalia energy you will ever. (laughs) You know, I, I put it like this because. I'm like, I raise my kids, I work hard, I'm the provider, but then I'm the mother. I'm every aspect. Yep. You know, my my uh, youngest, well, my second to the youngest, my youngest, it's crazy because I have five of my own and one that's Cat. Now, Cat, mm-hmm. she sees me as Pops. I'm Pops, mm-hmm. I'm her dad. But my youngest out of 
my biological children is um she calls me both so she called me mom dad <laughs> <laughs> and then the older ones they just call me mom uh, mm -hmm. but my whole point of this is that oh god i just lost my damn train of thought see this is what happens when you get old <laughs> what did you just say i was on a roll here i thought i was doing good <laughs> the uh about having having big male genitals. oh yeah exactly that does not determine my manhood right that doesn't determine my manhood whether i'm a dad or whether i'm mom dad or whether i'm mom or or whatever that doesn't determine being a provider doesn't determine it just that's just being a responsible parent right being a nurturer it's just being a responsible parent instead of people just sitting there worried about uh genitalia as to making more of a man what makes you more of a man is just being a responsible adult mm -hmm. that's what it is same thing being a real woman is being a responsible adult right i agree if that makes any sense absolutely so oh wow we got passionate i was in church for a minute there <laughs> <laughs> there's so many like oh what is what is the word i'm looking for um triggers <laughs> triggers yes. Yes, I'm just like, oh, uh, it's ridiculous. There's just so many things have to be this way type. It's like, no, yeah. no. Yeah. The little, the little boxes everyone puts themselves in and yeah, it's here's the beauty crazy. of evolution, uh, evolution. Stop putting things in boxes. Stop exactly. labeling things. Let's evolve beyond all these labels, beyond all right. these stereotypes. Let's evolve past that. Right. That would be great to see. You know? Right. Exactly. I totally agree. It'd be great the day when I don't have to say I'm a trans man. Right. That would be a good day. Yes. You know? When you can just say, I'm a man. I'm a man. And not have to give anyone any type of explanation. Right. Ever. That'd be nice. But... We you know what? And that's the beauty. Right now, we're pioneering and we're fighting for that. We are being activists for that. It's like, I think that's our job is to just be, be pioneers. So that way, the next generations that are coming don't have to deal with the issues that we do. They won't end up with the mental problems that we do. They won't understand the dysphoria. They'll just be who they are and that's it. Exactly. It, the dysphoria and everything won't even be a thought. They'll just live their daily life without even worrying about, do I look masculine enough? Does, right. Is my voice deep enough? Do I pass? Do I have enough facial hair? That type of thing. Right, right, mm -hmm. right. Well, I want to thank you so much. This was a great interview. This is absolutely a really good interview. I want to thank everybody who was on. Oh, my God, there's so many. And <laughs> I don't want to miss any names. But everybody, thank you so much for being on here. And I would love to name you all out, but you know who you are. Mm. You know, <laughs> but I was just like, I'm going through the squirrel and I'm like, yeah, that's a lot of people. I don't want Thank you to our spammers. We love you too. <laughs> yeah, so spammers. You are people too. Uh, <laughs> I'm hoping that I can have you back. Absolutely. I would love to have you back and maybe we could just start talking about some other issues. It doesn't Absolutely. have to just be this because God knows Absolutely. there are plenty of issues out there to deal with and contend and to, to speak again. And I just want to make it known that anyone watching, even anyone who sees this later, if anyone has any questions or if anyone has anyone they just need to talk to or reach out to for any reason, my inbox is always open. 
Right. And please feel free to message me. It might take a little bit for me to get back to you because I am prepping for a national pageant and I am going to school. So it may take a bit, but I will get back to you. Just know that my inbox is open if you need it. So definitely hit Camden up on Facebook. Now I know you see Colin Borelli there, but I'm going to actually put um, Camden Xavier Summers so that people, matter of fact, I'll put it in the comments now. So that way, if anybody wants to hit you up. Yes, this is my muggle life, ladies and gentlemen. I sit in a shirt and a hoodie. Exactly. So now it went through every single one. <laughs> so that way, if anybody wants to reach out, excuse me, um, please definitely reach out and we're here. All right. So with that being said, I want to thank you again, Camden. It was thank an amazing you. interview and I wish you the best. It's definitely on nationals. I wish you the best. Yes, I will definitely yeah. keep it. You better keep me posted. Yes, it's better keep yeah. me posted. <laughs> you you right. don't have to find me, so I definitely will. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thank you, everybody. Good night. See you guys later. Bye. Bye. Jack of all trades, master of none, but oftentimes better than a master of one. So what exactly does that mean? It is a figure of speech in reference to a person who has dabbled in many things rather than gaining expertise by only focusing on one. So much knowledge and wisdom out there at our fingertips, yet so difficult to grasp. Everything and everyone has a little piece of the truth, and it is up to us to determine what our truth is. In this busy world, creating the time, the space to nourish our bodies, mind, and soul has become a difficult task. So let's take a moment to learn something, something small, in whatever way the universe decides to reveal it. It could be someone's story, a quote, a spiritual practice, maybe a song or a movie. The opportunities are limitless and all around us if we just take a moment to see. We are all students of life experiences. So let us learn from one another. There is no right or wrong path. There is only your path and your journey. So let's begin our adventure and explore all the world has to offer. And let us become a master of none.